Welcome to our Mission Partners meeting, uh, gathering. Uh, we're using this microphone not because we want to be super formal, but we wanted to record this for other people that aren't here to be able to hear and listen to it. So that's why we're doing that. It's not because we're trying to be so super formal, um, but it's good to be gathered as friends. Um, I just wanted to share real quickly as we begin, this was in the email, and I just wanted to, I thought it was well worded, so I'm just going to share it again in terms of if you're newer to mission partner meetings or if they've been far enough between that you're like, what were those things? I don't remember. What did we do? Because we don't do these super often. Um, but the purpose of a mission partner meeting isn't strictly to be a business meeting. I love that they put the yawn in there because I hate business meetings. Um, they are spaces a leadership team is crafting to equip our mission partners to be more fully equipped in our mission together. And so if you think back to last time, if you were here, we focused a lot around um, the realization as leaders that we're having that for, Mill, uh, for North City, I almost said Mill City, I don't know why, North City to be all that God wants it to be, uh, we need to go through a, a continued trans, transition from being kind of staff-led and mission partner uh, resource to being mission partner-led and staff resource. So if you remember that conversation, that was kind of our... I will. <laughs> it's not going to be that boring, George. So um, so that's kind of the function of that. And then I also liked um, just kind of the, the statement about kind of our role as leadership team members. So obviously, Christian Ann and JD are our pastors and leaders. And then Renee and David and Andrew, Andrew and myself also make up the leadership team. And, um, and our hope is that um, you don't see us as some like kind of board or some, I don't know what you would think of in terms of businessy stuff, but um, instead that our role is to partner, especially with JD and Christian Ann, in um, helping equip for the mission of North City, which is to love our neighbors in the way of Jesus. So sharing that just as a context to this meeting, and our tradition has been to start with a time of dwelling in the word. So we're going to read a passage. Um, last time we were in, we've been kind of feel drawn to Ephesians 4 over and over again. Last time we were in the part of Ephesians 4 where Paul is talking about how God gives grace and gifts to every member of the body. And um, so we talked about apostle, prophet, evangelist, shepherd, teacher, and we even talked about how do you feel like you identify, and we put names on sheets up, if you remember that. And so last time we were dwelling in the early part, or excuse me, the middle part of Ephesians chapter 4, and this time we're going to dwell in the beginning part because it's interesting that transition from the early to middle uh, even has a therefore or a, um, or a however, a contrast. So we're going to kind of notice the contrast in the earlier passage of Ephesians 4 today. So what I want to invite you to do is to stand with me for kind of the public reading of our scriptures. We're going to hear this passage twice. It'll also be on the screen so you can follow along. And just listen for a word or a phrase um, some people, when they dwell on the word, have just an overwhelming kind of sense of an emotion that it brings to them um, to notice that. And then some people also kind of have visions and kind of an image comes to them. So listen for a word, a phrase, an emotion, an image. And so I have two readers that are going to read the passages for us. Therefore, I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. 
For there is one body and one spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. Therefore I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling. For you have been called by God. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. For there is one body and one spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. Okay, while you're standing, find one other person, maybe somebody that you didn't come with today, so somebody different, and just share if, if something did chop, uh, pop out for you, what that was, and maybe why that it popped out for you. So pair up in just pairs, because if we get more than pairs, it may take too long. So as we were thinking about um, kind of equipping ourselves as mission partners in this season, um, come ready, um, we were thinking that the main theme that we really wanted to bring to you was an awareness of how much work we do and how hard of work we put in. And so we're going to be celebrating a lot today. So it's going to go celebration, and then we're going to talk some about um, peacemaking, and then we're going to talk some about celebration again, and then we're going to talk about finances. So it's just, you'll notice there's like woven through. And Renee is our celebration person. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that we've talked about a lot as a leadership team is the fact that we literally cannot do what we do without everyone's participation. And you guys, normal churches have participation levels of maybe 10 to 15%. And JD is estimating that our participation is above 95%. Yeah. Um, and it's been that way for years. And from the very beginning, we've been a church plant for five years plus. And so I think you guys should just be really um, amazed by yourselves and how long that you guys have been participating with us in this mission. And for everyone that's just been here for a year or two, still, thank you so much for jumping in to this untypical um, way that we do church. And we are all hands in. <laughs> community. So we're just really grateful. Um, and then another cool thing is that we wanted to celebrate, or these are some verses that I was wanting to read to encourage us all. Um, but the first one, Romans 15, 13, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, and I just think that Sometimes we come to church on our own strength, right? Sometimes we roll out of bed and yell at our kids to get here and hurry up and get in the car. And um, so just kind of a pause on that and a reminder that when we are filled with God's peace and love and joy, that that really does overflow. Um, and I'll read the second one in a little bit. Can you go to the other, please? Um, do you want to do? Yes. So... JD looked back at some numbers, and we are estimating that we had about 500-plus visits from neighbors this year around our table where, where it's like not necessarily 500 new people, but 500-plus um, visits. So some of the people could have been returners, um, especially in the summer where we estimate that we have like 30-plus people on a typical Sunday that just stop by for a meal. And then um, in the winter months, it's more like 
a humble number of two to five people a, a Sunday. But when you add it all up for this past year, it's been 500 plus visits for someone stopping by a church or getting a meal or, or spending even a few minutes with us where we can share some of that hope. Um, and so that's pretty amazing. Okay, and then going back to how much you guys participate, I just wanted to read the second verse too. Um, and ask that this would be a, a blessing over our church this year, um, continuing into the next year. But may the Lord repay you for what you have done. May you be richly rewarded by the Lord. Sorry. The God of Israel under whose wings you have come to take refuge. Who's next? Thank you, Renee. Renee very kindly procured some chocolates as appreciation for you all, a small token, and dark chocolate for you. Um, I'll just keep awkwardly holding the mic. Here we go. Yeah. Can you pass that down, guys? Yeah, we are so grateful. I think... We've said this from the beginning, and this is kind of our mentality, our heart, um, is that we really can't do church without all of you. And maybe that's a, you know, common understanding, but, you know, in other places, people can just show up and the teams just do everything for them. Other churches are set up where it's more around a stage, and... We really believe that Jesus shows up in a unique way around the table with each of us. And when we come present, we get to see Jesus' presence in a unique way. And we bring that to the neighbors that are sitting across from us. So that's why participation matters so much is we need more and more witnesses to what Jesus is doing in each other's lives. And when we share what God's doing in our lives or across the table, when we share um, and notice what God is doing in other people's lives, and maybe that's the first time someone's ever done that for them, I mean, that, that is what Jesus is doing around this table. And so that's why it matters. <laughs> like, your presence matters so much. And, you know, chocolate can't even go to say, like, can't even thank enough, you know? <laughs> like, we just want to notice, like, that's my feel, feels in some ways trivial for what it means to show up and to be committed to a church community because it's, it's not easy. You could be doing a lot of other things, but creating a way of life around the table is something that we love that you all want to do and that we want to do too. Um, I actually did not grab one of those, so <laughs> I passed it around. Um, I want to share a little bit about kind of all of you guys received this document around peacemaking and our heart around that and kind of wanted to just back up because, um, yeah, this is, this is the beginning of a process around um, wanting to be a church that can talk about the hard things, that can endure difference, that can hold conflict in a loving and supportive way. And we just want to recognize that that is unique. And that is really hard. Um, and a lot of people have experienced, you know, ch churches and, and have many different experiences around conflict in churches. And so just naming our heart behind what we want, what we hope for, um, 
this is the beginning of that process. And from the beginning, you know, there was a group of us that when we started North City five years ago, we wrote like all these things. These sort of had like a vision casting time and we wrote down all these different things that we, we had a vision for that would exist in this community. And one of those was having hard conversations, sticking, sticking through it. Um, and also that we would be a safe community. And we recognize that that's like two sides of the same coin. That to have hard conversations, people don't always feel safe. And then to feel safe, I don't know if I can have that hard conversation. And so there's a really big spectrum to that. And we just want to name that. And so this is the beginning of a process. And we sent this out to sort of say, like, hey, would you look at this with us? And um, to just back up to say, where did this come from? Where did we get this document? Why are we doing this now? Is you know, we're a church that's been around for five years. There's already been plenty of conflict in our church. There's been differences. There's been people who have left at various points because they didn't align. Um, and so we want to be a, a church that's stepping towards maturity in how we do conflict together in a way that speaks the truth in love. And um, this is a document that we got from um, our planting church, Mill City, and they came up with this because of similar things. They wanted to have a, a, a hope, a procedure, a, um, not even a procedure, like a, a heart towards peacemaking. And a lot of the references come from this book down here. So if you're wondering, like, hey, what, what's the structure here? How did this get here? Um, the peacemaker is kind of where, we, where they put it together, and I was a part of that team. Um, and so if you're like, okay, well, wh wh why, you know, what is this now? What does this mean? So we recognize we actually don't have a constitution. We are not a fully, you know, established nonprofit yet because we're only in year five of, of what it means to be a covenant church plant. So maybe this felt really official, um, to be sending out like, this is our commitment to peace, peacemaking. Um, and maybe it felt kind of weird, like there's an expectation to sign this or something like that. That's not necessarily our expectation. And I just want to name that since we don't have, uh, other official documents that might've felt like a big official document. So this is, us starting to start this conversation around uh, our approach around peacemaking. And um, when we sent it out, we got a handful of, of feed, you know, pieces of feedback back. Um, and one of the things I just want to name is in that spectrum of peacemaking and having the hard conversations and people feeling safe, um, the, the conversation or sort of the question around what about, you know, physical, spiritual abuse came up. Um, and sexual abuse and wanting to be a safe community in that. And we thought, oh, that's actually really worth naming something about that. So we tried to add something in there. And as we continued, as we added the leadership team and as we talked about this, it just felt like we realized more and more that a posture towards peacemaking and reconciliation and a policy around abuse and um, assault and safety in a community actually should be delineated a little bit more. And so this feels like very much a draft to us, okay? And we, we, our heart is that 
we are a church that says interpersonally, how do we deal with conflict? What are the best practices? And that's what, this, what we were hoping this commitment would be. And then we're realizing that as we mature, as we are becoming a more established institution, we need to have some policies and approaches towards when someone feels like they're experiencing an abusive situation. Because we know, maybe many, you know, I think, handful, I know some of your stories and like, some of your stories say like that. Yeah, there's actually been a history of that in my life, and no one is blind to that. Like that is very rampant. Whenever there is power and authority, that someone could be abused and could be misunderstood and hurt, and <clears throat> whether it be children or adults. So, um, yeah, we want to have more of a conversation around this. We want to just put it in front of you to sort of say, "Hey, would you join us in this process?" Um, and we didn't want to have too much of a conversation about it here uh, because we wanted to talk about a handful of other things. So, um, but we also want to name that we want to make space for this conversation more and more. So we are planning, uh-oh, <laughs> we are planning on having um, a follow-up conversation in person, and we would love for more input and more thoughts around that. Um, so any questions about, like, the process or, like, kind of why we're doing this. I think we, we want to get into kind of, if you want to go line by line, to ha where that's what that other conversation is going to be. But any questions about like, or maybe what your hopes are for peacemaking in general? Um, because I think this really matters. And it's, and it's not easy. And our heart is that this would feel like a place of peace and safety. So any like, what you hope for in, in a peacemaking, um, or any questions about the process. Any other questions about the break? Kara? Yes. Yeah. Yep. And part of that is kind of saying, as mission partners, we want it to be a collaborative process and it being the beginning of that process. And so, yeah, it already has been changed because of some of the edits as we've been hearing different feedback that, so will there be a final document? And like, maybe, <laughs> but yes, I think it's kind of like we want to refine the approach and to say, hey, if this is something you're really passionate about, um, because that's something we notice is like, there's, there's passion around us being a safe community, um, please bring your voice. And that really matters. And having it in this big group conversation to go line by line might not be the best context, but we, we don't mind doing that in a more a different setting. Yeah. 
churches tend to be like vulnerable spots um, for uh, you know abuse and things like that. So making it clear that it's something that you know we're looking out for, and I think would be really important. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, Katie. Mm-hmm. As a statement in New York City, and so I guess my question would be imagine like dating someone from that other demographic. Mm-hmm. Because it seems to me like I don't know how close the time is, but hearing the the reason they like are behind it, and they're like a whole just like I would definitely like oh like I don't know if it's like why I talk like that about you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that our leadership team has been doing is kind of in prep for a constitution is actually first defining one of our, uh, defining our values. So this is one of our values is peacemaking. <clears throat> and so there, because conflict can, it help, like whenever there's anxiety, having some sort of structure really does help. Um, and so it's naming that because with conflict, there can be a lot of anxiety naming a structure with that or sort of a process not trying to be super rigid but that's why it might look a little bit more process oriented than maybe some of our values that we state and say that we have in the future yeah more than I can count <laughs> yeah. so I would love to just say that please look out for that meeting, um, and we would love for you to come and join the leadership. Some of the leadership team members will be there, um, and we'll let you know when that is. And if you have feedback in the meantime, please email it to us. Uh, there, hello at North City goes to can go to the leadership team if you put in the attention line, or you can email um, if you have our emails. But yeah, go ahead, Naomi. Of conflict? Yes. I think mainly interpersonal um, within our church. So it, whenever there's interpersonal difference that is causing tension, um, that would be a main way that I'm viewing conflict. And, and maybe that's part of that is sort of defining more about what conflict is. Um, but we're looking at more, yeah, between mission partners between people who would consider North City Church their home. Um, and it could be intellectual conflict. It could be spiritual difference. Um, but whenever there's tension and, and relational sort of divide or riff. Yeah. And that's like shooting off the cuff. So <laughs> it's, I think that's the way that we're viewing conflict. And then, yeah, we would have to probably have another definition for when it gets to the level of abuse. Because then there's oftentimes legal ramifications too, and a different process that might be needed, would be needed in that case. Yeah. So, good question though. Okay, I'm trying to think who's next. I have it in my list. Dave? Dave, come on up. prepared. I'm the least prepared person who's going to talk up here today. 
as I just arrived back from family vacation last night. Thank you, thank you. So I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, finances. The more boring stuff, but I'll try to do my best to keep them a little, uh, little spicy as I can. I do not have any idea what slides JD has prepared for me, so I might look with you. That's how prepared I am. So there are three main, <clears throat> three main like values that I want to talk about here. Those are celebration, transparency, and participation. And so I'm going to kind of run through those slowly. But uh, as we're all aware, putting on Sunday brunch church, it, it does cost. There's a cost to it, a financial cost, and that's kind of what I'm going to cover. Kind of recap. Let's share a little bit about uh, where we've been, where we're heading, um, and uh, where we're at kind of a thing. So um, when we set out as a church five years ago, we had three uh, kind of three main goals in mind. Those were to have um, three months of savings in the bank for a rainy day, which is always a smart idea for anybody, any organization. We accomplished that fairly quickly. Uh, goal two was uh, to have our own bank account, which that happened pretty early on as well, which was fantastic. Um, and the third one was to be financially sustainable, which is like the end goal for any organization to cover your own expenses. Um, and we have not reached that. We're, we're working towards it, and I'm going to be sharing a little bit about that. But I just wanted to put those three goals out in front of everybody uh, as uh, before we get started here. So um, <clears throat> some celebrations that we have, and we've got some really, really cool ones here. Let me see what the next one is. Oh, that's not it. Here we go. Oh, that's like midway through. No, I, I can do it. I can do it. We, uh, um, this is more transparency, so I'm going to jump right to the transparency part. Um, <clears throat> our spending, uh, so our, our, our fiscal years run October 1st through September 30th, and um, last year, uh, last year's financial, we spent $138,000. Our local giving was $78,000, and the cash that we had in the bank was $56,000. That's uh, as of like last month or so, something more in that range. So we want to be just very transparent with our finances. This is exactly a snapshot of exactly where we're at. Our third goal is obviously to close the gap between that first number and the second number, um, and we're working towards that. But th this is exactly just transparently transparently exactly where we are at with our finances on, on a whole. So um, <clears throat> do you have anything to add? J.D.'s, more, more, JD's much, uh, much more in-depth on the numbers. Say what you're going to say about celebration and then dive into it. Sounds great. We, uh, um, many of you uh, were around when Aspen Covenant was a, was a, a member uh, or hanging out with us. I don't know how to officially say it, I guess. Huh? Misty? Yep, yep, Misty. Um, they spent some time with us, some quality time uh, a few years ago, and that was fantastic. They set out to plant their own church, uh, Aspen Covenant, which was uh, kind of kind of uh, um, formed out of uh, out of North City. Um, they were um, their finances were merged with us for a period of time. They have since uh, decided to uh, stop their ministry and are currently discerning what to do with the money that they had. They have uh, um, are going to gift a fairly large portion of their finances to North City Church which is like, it's fantastic. You know, as we look at the numbers and we look at like how will God provide for us, um, that's one reason, of, one, one thing that God did for, for North City Church financially, and it was a fantastic gift. Um, we're currently working through that. They also want to um, do some other um, giving with that, with, with their funds. But um, it's a fantastic blessing and uh, something that they're currently working through. The second one was uh, COVID, 
out of the blue, I don't remember, JD would probably know how this works. Out of the blue, North City Church received like a $25,000 check for some kind of COVID relief fund. Wow. And it was like, holy cow. Like, like literally a check for 25 grand just came in the mailbox. <laughs> like it was, it was, it was, it was truly awesome. It was truly awesome. And uh, something that just like blew, blew a bunch of us away. Um, yeah, for sure. Second, a $25,000 check randomly. It's, it's a program with uh, the uh, COVID relief fund that our denomination actually alerted us to and then helped us to apply for it. And other churches in our denomination had taken advantage of it. And uh, I kept getting spam calls about it. So I asked them about it. I'm like, is this legit? And they helped us in the process very generally, uh, generously to prepare the documentation. And then we received those checks uh, in August. So a little bit of background. If you have more questions about it, I'm happy to answer them. I like the fact that it just came out of thin air, right? Let's just go with that. <laughs> yeah, here. So there's essentially how we look at it is, is like there's two kinds of participate, two parts of giving, two parts of way that North City takes in uh, money. Outside and inside, local giving. Um, the the, the 78000 that's just local giving. That's just what uh, um, North City uh, participates, can, contributes to. And there's outside giving. And um, that's like this money would be all be considered outside giving. We have another few other partner churches who, um, who have also given gifts to North City. And so th those numbers are not included in the $78,000. I'm like 100% I'm like correct on that, right? So does that answer that question? Perfect. Dan, you had a question? Same exact question. Fantastic. So I like it. I like it. So um, <clears throat> I think that covers my first two bullet points. Sorry, I have to look at this because I, uh, like I said, woefully underprepared. Um, the third part, third part of my uh, my talk is participation. Um, and we have such a fantastic um, participation rate. It's, it's, it's fantastic. We all participate. And, and participating, um, yes, it does mean participating financially, but it also means participating on teams, participating in ways in which you can help uh, North City step into its mission of loving our, our neighbors in the way of Jesus. And we have fantastic participation. Um, just a couple of reminders that if you're not um, participating with your, gift, your monthly gift, it is nice to be able to budget with it being more monthly versus sporadically. Um, and it is very uh, helpful for it to be uh, via ACH because credit card uh, um, fees are difficult to deal with for such a small community like us. So just a reminder. What he said means it goes from one bank to the other bank. That's how I would define it. <laughs> Without, anything Without anything, take it out. Exactly. Um, Another thing to do, if you're like me, you kind of set it and forget it. Um, it's just a, just a gentle reminder to take a look at it as a new financial year for uh, personal finances and a new financial year for North City just began. Um, if you could just take a minute, minute to look at it and see what, uh, where you can participate um, next year, that would be fantastic because we're all working on trying to close the gap between our, our local giving and our, and our budget. Um, I think that's pretty much what I got. What do you mean? You know, where to go? 
Oh, um, on our website, uh, there's a uh, links in there to, uh, it, I think I haven't been on there in a long time, but um, <laughs> I believe there are very uh, easy links to follow on there to, uh, to set up um, any sort of participation uh, via our website. So I hope I did okay. Thank you all. Give Dave a round of applause. Appreciate that. We just have a few more um, minutes together, and um, we want to be able to get ready for our brunch church this morning. I just want to say, uh, uh, in addition to what David said, our mission partners are very generous. You all are very generous in the way that you're supporting in participation. And so don't look at those big, scary numbers and go, oh, no. But if you look at those numbers and say, I want to help figure this out, because one of the things I want to acknowledge is we do church very uniquely, and our finances are very unique as well. And um, so a couple of you have even expressed the interest in helping North City think through how uh, it uh, grows generosity or even handles his money. And we have a team for that called the Generosity Team that's been kind of dormant over the last few months that I'm interested in resurrecting. So you, uh, if you're interested in having those conversations, maybe you just come with passion or interest in that area, please come talk to me. And if you have any giving questions, like how does this happen? Where do I find this? Where do I find my statements? Or why should I even give to the church in the first place? Uh, we have an email called generosity at northcitychurchmpls.com or just come talk to me and we'll get you connected with someone who can help answer those questions. The last piece of our time together, I just want to encourage you all towards the end of the year here and as you're thinking. And I just want to set the reality that in order for us to uh, meet our goals and in order for us to continue to invite people in, this, in, in our mission, our church is doing the best we can to get the word out about what we do and who we are. But the best way for people to get invited into what happens at North City on a Sunday mor morning now is for you to invite people around the table. So one of the things I want to leave you with, a little homework, is to, um, if you want to, we have our fresh business cards here. And I would love for you to take three. Not, I'm not going to force you to pass these out to people. But if you would be interested in keeping these on your refrigerator or something like that as an in, uh, as a reminder to invite, because oftentimes it takes time to just slow down and wonder who's in our lives, whether in passing relationships, permanent relationships, or right next door to us geographically, or who we do life with, who God might be wanting us to offer an invitation to to join into what North City's doing. Real quick, we're running low on time. That's amazing. George, let's hear it for George, inviting 10 people. That's awesome. I just have some handy cards, and I think more so just keeping it as a visual imagery in the way that you do your space would be a start to the conversation. It's going to be a value of ours this next year to focus on. So to wrap up our time, you got one more celebration. Let's go. We forgot about celebration. Can you do that? Yes. Go for it. I'm not going to cry this time. Okay. Okay. Um, so just in the next couple of minutes, just because um, I think there's, we wanted to give a couple minutes to have people share just a few celebrations and, and fun stories that you might have. Um, so if you could just gather up into groups of two or three and just talk about some awesome thing that has happened in North City's church, your time here, um, time spent with neighbors and things like that. And then we'll gather back up and share it for just a few minutes. All right. Thank you, everybody. 
So I'm hoping that we could have a person or two share your um, stories, your celebrations that you just discussed in a small group with the big group. Would anyone have a story that they'd like to share? Okay. Thank you, Dale. Uh, I just said that I, it, we've, it's taken a lot of different iterations over the years. Um, Daniel and I were talking about being a part of it when it started, and it's like gone a lot of different ways, but just like really liking where we've landed and just the reflection of how what this time looks like sitting on the table. And yeah, it's just different, and I like it's fun to talk about to people, and people seem really excited about what we're doing. So. Does anyone else have a celebration or a praise or a reflection? I I was mentioning to our group that I um, I think it's really um, kind of great when we're like when I'm doing Sunday school or, or the uh, kids church and somebody um, from the community who we don't know um, sends their kid down. Their kid has a great time and. We get to connect with the parent when they're leaving, and um, I think it's a, a great um, opportunity for the um, to kind of show to the community that we um, care about their kids, and um, you know we care about them being here. One more. Does anyone have something? <laughs> uh, Josh and Justin and I were just talking about friendships that are developing around the table and, and within the community. Um, and just for my wife and I, I guess I'm kind of speaking for her, but um, just the idea of feeling a place of home, her homeness in the community. Um, we've been to a lot of churches in our eight years of marriage, and, and uh, it feels nice to be in a place where we've found connection and friendship and can call home. Thank you. Um, so one thing too, as a church, oh yeah. No, I mean, I'm not pulling the pastor card. I just want to tell the story. Um, one of the cool things that I get to witness is how people uh, creatively serve in our church, even outside of uh, the teams and bring their knowledge and skills. And I want to just highlight one such uh, instance that I thought was really cool. At the end of the summer, our chair carts were like ridiculously beat up, beat up, and I kind of stared at them and I'm like, I guess I'll tighten those bolts. I don't know what else to do. And one community member, uh, if you know him, you know he has skills. I won't call him by name, but uh, he had he has learned how to weld, and he's like, I got this. And so I dropped off the cart at his house, and a week later, we have the sturdiest church cart in America now. Uh, so I just, I've seen multiple examples of not just serving through like uh, helping brunch church happen or teaching or the typical sort of ways, but unique ways that uh, we make our mission of loving our neighbors in the way of Jesus happen. It's really cool. And as a church, um, we just wanted to thank Kaywin personally too, because um, we have been so thankful for the over 10 months of food that you provided for our dinner church um, and our way of loving our neighbors and the time and the effort that you took to carefully plan out healthy meals um, that were 
so friendly to so many people with different intolerances even, and um, the effort that it took to gather up all the food and to bring it here and have it nice and warm and hot and on time every week, um, you did a wonderful job. So we just wanted to take that second to thank you for those almost full year of service for our church. Um, and I don't know if anybody has heard on KTIS or anything else, but this is Pastor Appreciation Month, and we happen to be having our missional meeting. Um, and so we thought as a leadership team, and if anybody else wants to too, I just want to take a second and thank J.D. and Christian Ann. Um, she's not here, but, oh, you are. I thought you left. Um, um, so, so I'm going to read this little thing and then have other people come up. Um, thank you both for the time and the effort that you have poured into our church these last five years. Um, I have been grateful to join with you in your vision of what North City Church can be. And CA, thank you for bringing to our church culture um, a passion for connection and true community. And JD, thank you for your vision for our church helping us to strive to really love our neighbors in the way of Jesus. And thank you both for um, um, your co-leadership and your co-pastoring. That's been really cool to see and to grow under. Um, and both of you have a, just a huge desire for our church to be a place where the little ones can be celebrated too. And as a mom, that's really sweet. So as parents. Um, Dale? Oh, I will add to that, though because I got the chance. Um, my wife and I were talking, Judy, unfortunately her dad had a little crisis this morning, so she's not here, but we were talking this morning. Uh, we're old, and so we're different than many of you in this room, but um, we were kind of computing that we've been involved in church leadership for a little bit over 30 years in some capacity or another and with lots of different people, and we've been part of that with a lot of different people, but I'm here to tell you <laughs> that these two are remarkable leaders. Um, I, I'm always kind of humbled and, you know, uh, taken aback when we have meetings and hear their perspective on things and their heart. And it is really unique to have not only co-pastors, but two leaders that each of you are such high-capacity leaders in unique ways and to watch the two of you work and then work with us and and then just knowing the, the depth of wisdom that you bring to conversations, I am always taken aback. And after 30 years, I'm not usually one who's kind of <laughs> surprised by things, but in this context, we, I have been. So, so I get to add that. Now Andrew's going to finish this up, right? Have we forgotten anything? I think that's it. JD's got the uh, Ephesians 4 passage on the screen. I'm just coming up to close us, and uh, in closing, we're going to read the passage one last time, um, both as a challenge and as an encouragement and as a blessing over us, and then I'll close our time in prayer as we then transition to finish getting set up for, for brunch here in 30 minutes. So Ephesians 4, 1 through 4. Therefore, I... A prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. Always be humble and gentle, be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love, 
Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the Spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. For there is one body and one Spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. Please pray with me. Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning at the end of a mission partner meeting and grateful for a chance to gather together and discuss a variety of things to um, unite under one purpose of loving our neighbors in the way of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that you can nourish us through your word, that you give us a word um, that can satisfy our souls and that can also push us towards life in the kingdom. And we thank you, Lord, that we are citizens of your kingdom now, even though we are waiting together for that one glorious hope where we will be united before the throne uh, as a people from every tongue and tribe and nation and people. And when we are there before you, we will be united and there will be eternal peace because of the work that you have done to reconcile us to yourself through your son. Bless us now, Lord, as we transition to welcoming our neighbors and um, gathering together around the table. Would you join us at the table as you do every week, ministering to each of us and to us collectively? And I pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. <clears throat>